Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. We are on episode 108, How to Coach Lessons Learned, the Importance of Self-Reflection. Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. All right, think for a moment about the last time you were ruminating about something that you did. You were looking backwards, focusing on something maybe you did or you didn't do and you experienced negative emotion. How many of us do that? I know I do. And that's just not adding any value to our life, to our experiences, and to our confidence. Looking backward can make us stronger and more confident and more focused on future intentions when we do it in a deliberate and systematic manner. And that's what I want to talk about today. This looking backwards in a thoughtful manner we can crystallize what we did and what worked or what didn't work, but we do it in a constructive and meaningful way. We can also strengthen accountability, a willingness to focus on our actions, decisions, and behaviors. We can do this for ourselves and we can absolutely do it with our employees. And today I'm going to talk to you about lessons learned with our employees, knowing that you can do this same thing for you. Because this can be used for, say, after a project ends, or maybe after an important learning experience, or maybe a high-profile failure occurs or mistake, or a major milestone is met or missed, or even any time that an employee is struggling with a challenging situation. So I'm going to share this approach from a coaching perspective, and then I'll also talk to you about coaching yourself. There's basically four steps, and the sequence matters a lot. First, I'll give you an overview of the four steps of the process, then I'll dig a little bit deeper. Number one, you start this process by asking the individual what worked well. Number two, you are going to add your feedback on something that you observed or that you know went well. Then you're going to transition to what would that person do differently? Then you are going to add your own feedback on a suggestion for what they could do differently. Four simple but powerful steps and that sequence does matter. We're always going to start this process with what went well. No exceptions here. And we want that person first to focus on what they did effectively. You know, human nature sometimes says that people will say nothing. (laughs) But your job is to press for an example. This is important because the initial line of questioning and focus is all about building someone's confidence. We grow in confidence when we realize that we showed up strongly regardless of the outcome of the experience. There is always something to be discovered that was constructive or effective even in the most challenging of situations. Your role is to help find that and help the other person discover it as well. Sometimes you may need to reframe the situation for them. And there might be some awkward pauses. That is okay. 
it will not serve you well to jump in and save them. Let them figure out what they did and grow from understanding it and recognizing it as well. Then step number two is providing something you think they did well. It is so important to add something different and something of value. I try to really think about something that maybe they had no idea that they've done, that I observed or I know they accomplished. Reinforcing what they just said is, uh, well, it's nice, but it doesn't add any value to the conversation. It's so important to pick out something, maybe skill, maybe a knowledge they applied, and also make sure to tell them how it added value to the experience. Be specific. Make sure to focus on the positive consequences of their behavior. The first part of the conversation is what went well, adding our own feedback, and the whole purpose of this line of questioning is to build their confidence. Then we're going to transition to the future. So the first two questions are hindsight questions. We're looking backwards. The next two questions are foresight questions. They're looking forward. We're going to ask the person next, what would they do differently? If they could have a redo, what is one thing they think they could improve? It's really important not to rehash the past. This is not about what sucked. This was really about a future-focused improvement plan. This is about skill building. And starting with the other person will allow you as the coach to recognize how much self-awareness do they have. This is key. It's also going to shape what you are going to share. And again, it's important that you have something value added, meaning something different to share beyond what they've stated already. Add your feedback and be sure to add why that change is important. It's critical to explain the why. Asking that person what they would do differently and you adding feedback is skill building. It's going forward. It's helping them to be focused and intentional about what they're going to do, what they're going to do better, and how they're going to improve. So let me share an example of this. Let's say that I was with a staff member who did a presentation the day prior and I want to have a coaching lessons learned discussion with them, I would start by asking them what they did effectively in facilitating that meeting. Now, someone might say something pretty lame like, hey, I put together an agenda. I would probably press for something else, something a little bit more thought-provoking in terms of what they did effectively. So let's say they follow up with, not only did they have an agenda, but they followed it effectively that would be great because maybe they're not really much of a meeting facilitator and and in making this presentation, the time management piece was great. I would then add something that I observed. Again, something different. So I might pick out something that would be about how they thoughtfully engaged people in the presentation, how they pulled out questions from people, how they created safety so people could ask questions during the presentation, I would try to focus on something that I absolutely wanted them to continue to do. The second part then as we transition to foresight is asking them what thing they would do differently. I really want to make sure that I'm paying attention here to, again, their level of self-awareness. What do they come up with in terms of what they could have done better? And here I would really press for specifics. 
So let's say, for example, they identified that they wanted to provide a handout or something for the group to follow. I would definitely reinforce the importance of that. And I would also probably ask them a couple questions about why that would be helpful. What would be the value? How would they go about doing that? How would they put it together? So I would probably press for a lot of specifics there. And then I would also transition to something that, again, I'm giving them feedback on. I might focus on something completely different. Maybe it has to do with their body language and their positioning of themselves in the room, utilizing the space in whatever room that they're in, thinking about where they want to position their body relative to the audience and how they might want to use their tone of voice and vary their tone of voice for engagement of the audience. Just to summarize, this process is important to follow the four steps in order. Because let's say you say to a team member, let's talk about that meeting that you had yesterday and do a debrief on it. And human nature is that sometimes people want to start with the bad stuff. They want to admit to like, oh, I could have done this differently or, oh, I should have done that or I missed this. Because I think a lot of us, we want to show that, yeah, we get it. (laughs) that we could have done that better or differently, and we want to own up to it right away. And we do want to focus on the things we want to get better at. But it is so important to start with the positive stuff first, because that builds confidence. And also, sometimes those positive things can be helpful in the what to do differently. So starting with the positive, super important. And also that person, the other individual starting first, also super important. As a coach, you are going to learn some interesting things about their ability to analyze their own performance and also how thoughtful are they? How strategic are they thinking about their behaviors and their knowledge and what they did or didn't do? This is an awesome practice. And you know what the beauty of it is? This could take anywhere from five to eight minutes. You can have a great lessons learned coaching session in less than 10 minutes, unless it's something super complicated. And you can get into a cadence with your employees by doing this, a regular routine, so that they know this is going to be a part of their experience with you as the coach. And I think it's something that people really look forward to because they They get to self-reflect and they get some great insights from you. Of course, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you can do this yourself as well. I think about this when I get done with something important that I've done or a milestone. I do look back and think about what I did effectively, what worked, and also what I could do differently next time going forward. So as a way to self-reflect on your own experience, this can be a helpful approach as well. I hope you try it out, and I think you're going to have a great experience with it. If you've ever had a stressful conflict situation at work, tune in to my next podcast episode, Lessons Learned with Adam Marsh. He's going to share his experience and also the important aspects of what he learned to grow and to strengthen not only his professional practices, but his personal life as well.